This is Kai Stewart, reading bedtime stories for nobody, and you are going to the moon. Oh no! You are going to the moon! You are so excited that you have made 12 birthday cakes for the moon because the moon has been alive for a million years and has never had a birthday cake. But you get tired after baking four and you go sit down for a while. But then you stand up! You can't let down the moon! But after 12 cakes, you stop making cakes. That's okay. The moon will understand. And the earth would run out of flour before you finished if you made a million cakes. And you couldn't fit all the cakes in the rocket. The cakes would cover the launch pad and the staging area and the whole planet. It would be a planet of cake! A whole new biosystem would rise up with cake as its center. It would take hundreds of thousands of years, but it would happen. There would be cake birds and cake tigers, and someday, maybe, one of those brave new species would look up at the night sky, at the beautiful moon, so lonely and radiant, like a distant cake, and maybe that species would create a space program that one day took them to the moon. Heck, you cannot wait! You pack your swimsuit and snorkel, which doesn't even make sense, but you're so excited you just do it. You call into work and you tell them you're sick, because you don't want to make them feel bad that they don't get to go to the moon. So, you're going to the moon, and you have 12 cakes. Did you know that we've never renamed the craters of the moon in all the time we've known that they're craters? We still call them seas, because we used to think that they were seas. There's a tranquil sea and the shadowed sea. Imagine the asteroids that made craters that large! You used to walk your fingers over a map of the moon and trace the order in which things happen. You used to watch the moon through the upstairs window, making sketches of the faces you saw or listening to podcasts about that moon, our moon, or other moons, or other places, circling other worlds. But who cares what you used to do? You're going to the moon now! Now you're going to the moon, our moon, Earth's only moon, with a two-year supply of Doritos and frozen pizza and a lot of plankton and some solar power ovens and 12 cakes, and you're never coming back. Not ever, and no one can make you come back. They can try, but you won't be able to hear them. Sorry, could you speak up? I'm on the moon. I'm up on the lip of my embryo toasting the other side with cake. Happy birthday, gigantic hole. You're part of the hecking moon. And that makes you awesome. And hey, you'll say, I'm here too. So we're two awesome and variously animate and spatially represented entities, representatives here on the moon. Because you're on the moon. Speaking of which, when you get to the moon, you are going to take each of those 12 cakes to a different crater, and you're going to stand at the lip of that crater, and, just for a moment, because this is very dangerous, you're going to open your helmet so you can yell happy birthday really fast, and then close your helmet again before all of the air gets out and your eyeballs freeze, and then you will take that cake, one of the 12 that represent the kajillion birthdays of the moon, and you will throw it into the air over the crater. It will go a great distance, until maybe you'll hardly be able to see it. Maybe you'll throw it so hard you overshoot, and the cake won't land in the crater at all. Maybe it won't land, but probably it will. Down to the bottom of the crater, raising a tiny puff of fine gray dust, and a sound like plop. If the moon had enough atmosphere to conduct sounds. And, decades from now, if anyone else ever gets to the moon, maybe they'll find twelve cakes. There's no decomposition up there. Maybe they'll have a slice if they can get the dust off. Okay, so you'll miss the colors of the sunrise and sunset, but it will be worth it to see so many stars. And you'll miss plants, you think, which is why you're bringing the spider plant. They can grow anywhere. 
You'll miss non-frozen pizza and soup, but you definitely won't miss internet trolls or Paul at the office who never acknowledges what you say in meetings but always loudly interrupts you to say the exact goddamn thing you said five minutes ago, Paul. There's probably a lot you'll miss, but one thing you won't miss is being a person who is not right at this very moment standing on the moon because you will never be that person again, except maybe when you take a nap or go back into the landing module to bake more cakes. When you wake up to your first morning on the moon, then you can start all the science you brought. Yeah, you brought some science. You got to get that science done. Okay, go out and do your science. But there's no hurry on that. The moon isn't going anywhere. <laughs> okay, it's going around the Earth and the sun and the center of the galaxy and the universe and whatever's beyond that. Sure. But so are you. You and the moon are going together now. The moon is like wearing your Letterman jacket and you're sitting awkwardly on the couch with the moon's father. Yeah, okay, no, that's weird. You and the moon are purely platonic friends who just happen to be in physical contact for the rest of your human life. So, you're all packed. Everything's ready. Your cakes are all packed in the cargo bay. The maps are downloaded, so you'll still find your way if the Wi-Fi drops. You got your spacesuit and your pizzas, and it's time to get ready to sleep. And when you wake up, it'll be time to go to the launch pad, and then to climb the silver ladder and strap yourself in. And then the noise and the pull and the earth growing smaller behind you, and then the cakes and the seas and the shining silence. But now, just think of those cakes. Think of all those cakes down at the bottoms of all those craters turning silver as the dust of the moon settles over them, shining in the light of the earth. <laughs>